Sports Byline's library of more than 12,000 interviews is a treasure. I'm Ron Barr, and we want your help in protecting, sharing, and continuing to build this sports interview treasure. We've launched a GoFundMe campaign, so please go to sportsbyline.com slash funding and donate so you can be a part of preserving and continuing to build this unique collection of sports interviews. In appreciation for your donation, support, and telling others, we're going to provide everyone who donates with a link to a special commemorative collection of the Sports Byline Interview Library. This commemorative collection will change every month, and you'll have access to it with your supporting donation of any amount. So go to sportsbyline.com slash funding and also tell your friends. You'll be helping preserve, grow, and digitize the Sports Byline Interview Library so that today's sports fans and those in the future will forever be able to enjoy this treasure. Thank you for your help and support. You're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today, we don't have any guests. Last time, we almost had a guest, and then he died two days before he was coming on. <laughs> I mean, I hate to laugh, but it does sound yeah. kind of strange, doesn't it? It's it like does. the dog ate my homework, you know? <laughs> You come, come to school. I mean, that literally happened to a friend of mine once. We're walking to school. He dropped his binder. The homework fell out of it, and Dog came up and grabbed it with his <laughs> mouth and ran off. Well, at least he had a, a witness. He did have a witness. He had me, and yeah. I had to vouch for him, and it worked. That was a good one. Did, did you have to get your signature notarized? No, no. The, no, the teacher said, okay. You know, he, he didn't believe me, but he, he's, he appreciated the fact that I was standing up for my buddy. Well, you know, but, okay, yeah. but you you knew it was true. Yeah, and if, I think if it had been a, a woman teacher, she wouldn't have gone along with it. But a guy teacher knows the importance of you know being a good friend, right? Yeah, but Men, but it's, you know, again, it was true. I mean, that sounds sexist to say that, but I, I just think women see through these kind of things a little easier than men. Men are a little more bamboozled, and this guy was like, okay, we'll let this one slide. Well, and how old were you? Eleven. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the the because the women they kind of they they can see that stuff. Yeah, well, you know, they were I, my fourth grade teacher was really tough. She was old. So school. was mine. Old school. She was born in 1895. Wow. And it was her last year teaching. She had started teaching in 1920, the year my dad was born, and we were her last class. And she she never missed a day of school. We used to pray that she would miss <laughs> a day because she was such a meanie. Well, we we gave oh. ours not our fourth grade, but in a freshman in high school, we gave ours a heart attack. So really? and, seriously, yeah we, yeah, we did. Oh my god! Um, and I didn't think we were that bad, but of course, that's what I thought. You must have been quite a rascal. Uh, not me personally. I was a decent kid, but uh, you were the nice guy. I was a nice guy, okay. but I, I def- definitely yeah. Saw I get the stuff. feeling you were one of those guys who was everybody's friend, right? Everybody well, liked. I was kind of like kinda, that. Kinda, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you know how it is. Okay, yeah. hold on. We're, so we're uh, every trivia. Excuse me. At every commercial break, we're going to ask a yes. Sports trivia question. This time it's just miscellaneous sports. I like miscellaneous sports. Yeah, I got to keep you on your suspenders there. This segment of uh, Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding around 8% secured by Bay Area real estate. It doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out at Pacific Private Money. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Sports Econ 101, and we'll be right back. 
Whether you're a local or entertaining visitors, check out the new Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square for 360-degree views that are out of this world. This new San Francisco landmark serves up premium wines by the glass and locally crafted beers, as well as tempting appetizers, all of which complement the city's landmark vistas. The Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. Come aboard Hornblower Cruises for a -a one-of-a-kind Thanksgiving experience with spectacular views, live entertainment, and a gourmet holiday dinner all on board. Gather your family and just relax this Thanksgiving. We'll cook the turkey and even do the dishes. Book your reservation today at hornblower.com for a -a one-of-a-kind Thanksgiving experience. That's hornblower.com. Whether you're a local or entertaining visitors, check out the new Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square for 360-degree views that are out of this world. This new San Francisco landmark serves up premium wines by the glass and locally crafted beers, as well as tempting appetizers, all of which complement the city's landmark vistas. The Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline. 1-800-428-1570. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful. It holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Edward Brown, your host. You know, sometimes my name's kind of hard to say quickly. Edward Brown. Edward Brown, Brown your host. Edward Brown, your host, yeah. along with Bruce McGowan. Now, um, today we don't have any guests. No, we But don't. we are going to talk uh, some football, a little basketball. Yeah, two um, sports in, in full flower right now, and uh, certainly a lot of interest in, in both of them. Uh, I think everybody is interested this year. The NFL has been really, really fascinating this year. There have been some great stories, and, and I, we were talking last week about the Ascendancy of the Oakland Raiders. How about the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, what are they? Seven and one. Seven and one. Last we saw, and Dak Prescott, that kid, yeah. along with Ezekiel Elliott, those that may be the best 
rookie tandem quarterback running back we've had in years yeah. in the NFL. I can't I can't remember seeing anything more impressive. Well, I appreciate uh, I think uh, Romo has already said, you know what? He deserves the job. Yeah. I, it was That's interesting good. too. He had a press conference to announce that and then he didn't take any questions. He walked away and the, the prevailing feeling was I saw the the uh, uh, television broadcast of it uh, on ESPN and he did not look happy, but he looked like, "Hey, look, you know, I've got a I've got a, a seed to this guy. He's done the job, and I'm, you know, I've been hurt a lot. Wait, do you, wait, do you, you call a press conference for that? Well, it was. I, mean, I, I think it was during the middle of the week. I think it was Wednesday when it happened. They usually bring in the coach and the quarterback, and you know, sometimes they bring in a star player. Maybe he just wanted to talk to the to the. Uh, Press to kind of put this issue to rest. The last thing the yeah. Cowboys need right now is to have some kind of quarterback controversy. Yeah. They're not going to have one, but I mean, yeah. they don't need to have Tony Romo, you know, breaking ranks and saying, I should be starting. Exactly. But how about in Los Angeles now? Jared Goff, our yeah. old uh, Marin County boy here, went to Marin Catholic High. Cal graduate is going to start for the Rams. That's a great story. I just don't. I don't know if he's ready for it yet. He looks kind of skinny and yeah. still unpolished, but I think that he can do just as good a job as the guy who was out there. I can't remember the name of the quarterback who's been quarterbacking the Rams. He's obviously not been uh, doing that good a job. Otherwise, I'd remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, uh, you know, their record is not going to be good enough no. to do anything, so you might as well try a whole bunch of yeah. stuff. Their offense has been really shaky. Their defense has actually been pretty good. They, you know, the Rams, it's neat to see that L.A. has, re- has embraced the Rams and taken them back in. I think there's just a lot of fans who are star for NFL football down there. That really yeah, because going to, to San Diego is a little too far. To yeah, and and the Chargers, as far as the Chargers moving to LA, there's a lot of talk about that now because I guess their stadium issue was voted down uh, that they're going to just be stuck with Qualcomm or move to LA. I don't know. That's an interesting scenario. But then would they have two LA? They'd have teams? two LA teams sharing the same stadium. Basically, the Rams would be the primary tenant, the Chargers does, the secondary tenant. How does that? Work? I mean, it's one well, thing when you have you know. Like the Oakland it, A's and Oakland it Raiders. Worked, it worked for the Jets and the Giants for years. As a matter of fact, uh, don't the Jets and Giants still share uh, Meadowlands? The Meadowlands? Or it's not the Meadowlands I anymore. So. I th- maybe they don't. I know that they did, one they did for New years. Doesn't, doesn't the Giants play in New Jersey? The Giants and play in New Jersey, and, the, and the, Jets the, Jets? Mo- the Jets moved over there back in the, I think it was the mid to late 80s. Because when I went back there with the Raiders a couple times in the 90s, they were playing in the Meadowlands. Ah, so I don't, okay. But I don't I know. Don't That's that, a good yeah. question. You know, I mean, there have been huh. so many stadium changes in <laughs> In the NFL, I can't keep keep track of all these changes. Of course, out here on the West Coast, the only stadium we had that was built recently was Levi's Stadium, and that's a you know nobody even goes there anymore. It's like, it's a, <laughs> that's funny, and, it, and it's only what two years old. Yeah, it's, it's nobody, goes, year. there no, nobody goes there. Well, well, probably because the Niners are not doing very well. They stink. They have a terrible front office. They have a terrible general manager. I, I, I'm not knocking Chip Kelly because he doesn't have a whole lot to work with. Yeah. But I mean, what are they, what's their hope? They may not win another game this year. So their uh, <clears> the stadium holds what seventy seventy almost 000? seven almost seventy, and they've been getting about fifty. And of those 50, about half of them are in the stands. Most of them are in the clubs, you know, having a, a micro beer and watching on the big screen. Now, why would you do that? If you buy a I know, $150 yeah. ticket, why not sit in the stands? Um, maybe just so you can hear it. Uh, you maybe, know, like, maybe like so, the excitement of the Maybe hearing. so you can be seen with all the, you know, the beautiful people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 49er fans are a different breed. You know, they used to have... Some really good hardcore fans at Candlestick Park. I used to love that's because to, it was Candlestick. Yeah, I used to love to walk through that parking lot before the game, on tailgate my way parties. to cover the yeah. game and and see all the tailgate parties. Remember, there's one group of older fans. They had a red tablecloth and gold goblets, and they were always uh-huh. they always had the choice spot, and they'd always offer me a glass of wine before I went in. You know, because they were all, they'd recognize oh, they me. They knew you. Yeah. They knew me because I'd been going by their table for years. 
And one time I actually took him up on the on the uh, offer and sat down and talked 49er football. And I was amazed. These people were like 49er historians. They were telling me stories about Hugh McElhaney and oh, yeah. Y.E. Tittle and Leo the Lion Nomalini. It was great stuff, you know. The boyhood heroes for me. And then how uh, how did you do on your broadcast after a glass of wine? I was okay because <laughs> by the time I had to do any updates, it was like 2 o'clock and I'd had the, the glass at about 10.30, so, you know. Oh, that's fun. fine. That'll come fun. right yeah. through you there. Yeah, yeah. It went right through me. Well, that's fun. How often would you get recognized just in general going? Oh, just from people knowing me because of uh, the fact that I was always walking by their, their um, little tailgate party. It happened a lot because, you, you know, they'd see me with a little – Press, press guy thing, thing. Yeah. and they said, "Oh, there's there's the press guy." You know, they didn't know who I was. Gotcha. And then in later years, when I started working at KNBR, um, I told them, "I said I work locally now, so you might hear me on the radio." And then after that, everybody's like, "Hey, there's our guy!" Yeah, you know. Well, wait a minute, though. You, before when you had the press, right? You you said now you'll hear me locally, right? We're, we're, I, well, I worked uh, for six years between 1981 and 1988, seven years actually, almost seven years. As a freelancer, uh, after I left a job in New York, uh, before I got hired at KNVR. So I just I worked for radio networks, mostly in New York and Washington, D.C., and a couple of stations back east. And that's all I did was freelance work. And in those days, there were a lot of radio networks that required um, updates from the parks, uh, post-game sound, feature interviews. And there was a lot of work to be had, and I just scooped it all up. Within a couple of years, I had it all with the exception of maybe one or two radio stations, and I made a decent living doing it. And the difference now? difference now is most of these networks don't take these updates anymore. I, I work for one radio network that does, but there's only a handful of them that do. Most of them have either gone out of business or just decided not to do it anymore for whatever How reason. much has ESPN... Uh, oh, ESPN's had a huge... Huge impact. Huge impact on that. I did a lot of work for ESPN when they first started their radio network in 95, and... They immediately put the, the screws to the thumbs of a lot of these other networks by saying to the stations that were carrying those networks that wanted ESPN, if you want to carry our programming, you got to get rid of all the rest of the other networks that you might be affiliated with. And a lot of stations were willing to do it because ESPN offered round-the-clock programming, which was a great option, especially on the weekends. So it's really a shame um, a lot of these networks really got hammered. Uh, some of them went out of business. And uh, I don't think... You know, that kind of thing is good for America. I think competition is what makes America special. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get off on a political bent on this, but I think that's been one of the problems in broadcasting is there's been way too much consolidation. And I don't think the the listener out there really gets that or is impressed with that or even knows about that because they're today with all the social media, we're so distracted. It's so easy to fall into the into the rabbit hole and, yeah. you know, go online. But also you have, you know, like Sirius XM. Yeah. So you have a whole bunch of other oh, stations yeah. other than ESPN. iHeartRadio. I mean, there's all these yeah. different platforms now. And, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the, the numbers of people. I was working at KGO Radio for six years recently, and their numbers were down appreciably. They were the number one station in the market from 1984, I think, through 1998 or 2000 and their numbers now are like one-fifth of what they used to be and a lot of but, that has to do with the fact that people you know have changed their list but didn't, the, didn't they used to carry the 49ers they did they carried the 49ers when they were many, popular many many <laughs> years yeah and then they got rid of them and knbr picked them up knbr has got them now knbr lost the warriors which was a huge that, loss. i was just gonna say that's that's huge because yeah. 95 7 the game which has is the A's. yeah they're now for those that are not in the bay area most of you probably aren't you're wondering this sound, all sounds like alphabet soup to you 95 <laughs> 7 the game 
is a little FM station that has a very weak signal, but they're doing everything they can to fight the big boy, KNBR, which is the 50,000-watt clear channel station, voice of the Giants, voice of the 49ers, and it's not easy. They've got the A's, they've got the Warriors, they've got the Raiders. They're making inroads. But, but I mean, who's putting the money up for that? Who's putting money up? Well, they, they get yeah. their commercial sponsors. I mean, they've you know when you get a big name team like the Raiders or the Warriors on your broadcast on your station, yeah. you know you have aggressive, hopefully aggressive sales guys who go out and and tell prospective clients, "Hey, look what I got! We got something yeah. that's that nobody else has." And so that's how you bring but, in I mean, a lot of revenue. But the ninety-five-seven, the game has to put out that money. They have to. For, they have to so buy the the rights. Yeah, and so they have that's to. That's got to be very expensive. Well, it is, and then they have all the ancillary programs. You know, the coaches' show, the players' shows, and so they. Yeah. That helps to kind of offset that, and it, it gives them. It's more of an image thing than anything else. The yeah. only the only sport that really brings in Edward a lot of money for radio stations anymore is baseball. Baseball, yeah, uh, because not that many people listen to football and basketball on the radio, but they listen to baseball. Baseball, yeah, it's yeah. a little easier to do. It is. All right, here's our first commercial break trivia question. Well, that was a fast first. Segment. It wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, just flew by. Flew by. Kind of like my life, you know. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I looked at myself in the mirror. And I go, "Who is that old guy?" Who, oh no, nah, you're still yeah. young. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Like I say, I, I look good for a man at 82. All right. Uh, what college football position receives the Jim Thorpe Award? Oh, there you go. All right. You know that one? I do. Wow. That's pretty yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back with that answer. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? 
but it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. You know, it's too bad we don't keep uh, the... Uh um, a- radio airtime going while we're doing commercial breaks because we have a good time telling well, jokes you know, and stuff on the TV. If anybody's smart enough, they're watching the pod or what do they call it? The, the YouTube the, podcast, yeah, YouTube podcast. Whatever. They can hear all of our nonsense. Uh, nonsense, exactly. Yeah. So I am Edward Brown, your host, and I've got my famous co-host Bruce McGowan here. Here was our first trivia question: What college football position receives the Jim Thorpe Award? I'm going to say running back. <clears throat> no, Line, def- linebacker. No. Defensive line, yeah, defensive back, De- defensive back. I don't know what because he he never I was a defensive back. I thought was he? he was. A, I thought he was a running. He back. was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he played for the Decatur Staley's. Staley's. That was uh, George Hallis's uh, team. That team and George Hallis, of course, was was a player on that team. And later, he took that team to Chicago, and they became the Chicago Bears. And what is was, a Staley? Well, that was the name of the company that sponsored them. In those oh. days, you know, you football was very very modest. And there was uh, the Green Bay Packers, for instance, were owned by a packing company, a yeah. meat packing company. So they were called the Green Bay Packers. Um, that's yeah. that's one of the few. It's so funny. There's so many uh, like you know Redskins, Indians, stuff that that's not politically correct. Right. Being a Packer, okay, is probably okay. Being yeah, yeah. a Steeler is okay. okay <laughs> being yeah. being a, a Bear or a Cub or a Raven. Like, I love the Ravens. Now that's, Ravens, you know where that yeah. came from, right? From Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Who was from Baltimore, from Baltimore? native? Ah, and he okay. Wrote, quote the Raven nevermore. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the Raven is a very dark uh, piece of uh, literature. literature. That, well, know. and then you had the Houston Oilers because of, of, of being I always in Houston. That was, why, why didn't they, re, you know, call the new team the the Oilers the Texans? Well, 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 okay. Well, they did. Okay, so they when they moved to Tennessee, right. they they kept Tennessee Oilers for a while. For a while, and, and then, then they, they kind of realized, wait a minute, yeah. uh, oil and Tennessee isn't really yeah. together. So they go, oh yeah, the Titans, the Titans, fine. which is which is, is uh, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess for the Houston, um, yeah, I mean, I guess in theory they could have gone back to the Oilers unless somebody had a yeah. copyright on yeah. it or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Texans okay. That's yeah, all right. Uh, the te- speaking of the Texans, are going to play the Raiders Monday night in Mexico City. How about oh. that for an interesting game? And the Texans, you know, they've been playing okay. They're four and three, atop a very weak uh, Southern Division in the, uh, I believe it's the NFC, isn't it? I can't remember if it's the AFC. It's Wait, which one? The Houston, I think. Houston, I, well, they're in the a, they're a, in the AFC. AFC, yes. Yeah. So they're yeah. in the AFC South, but they're in a very weak division. Yeah. The Raiders should be able to beat them, but uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, because now you get where you got Kansas City, Denver, and us, uh, and and us, and the Raiders like like within a all game. all within the game, and the Raiders yeah. have to play at Kansas City and at Denver. In the coming weeks, and at San Diego, and those are three yeah. very good. T- one of the two of those teams are very good, and one of them is not that bad. San Diego, San Diego always plays tough. Always plays, and they almost beat the Raiders the last time yeah. they played them. So yeah. now, question: If they play in Mexico, right. because soccer is such a big thing down there, um, do they get to use their hands? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, interesting or? story about. I didn't realize this. I knew Mexico City was. Uh, above sea level. I didn't realize it was 7,500 feet above sea level. I didn't so, know that either. Yeah. So here's an interesting thing. 
Uh, when teams go to Denver, yeah, they usually fly in on a Saturday because if they go in like a two or three days ahead of time, they don't get acclimated. If they go in a day in advance, it doesn't make that much difference. But if they go in two or three days in advance, the body doesn't. It takes about a week for the body to acclimate. So if they go in just a day in advance, it doesn't make that much difference. Is that right? Yeah, and, uh, and what, that, that's not because they're in the airplane. No, it's, it's, it's just it's just because their body takes about twenty four hours or forty eight hours to adjust. And so what the Raiders are doing, and I think the Texans probably are doing this, is they're wearing high altitude masks this week. Uh, and breathing thinner air to sort of get themselves used to maybe having to suck up, you know, a little yeah. bit more. Because seventy five hundred feet, I mean, that's that's pretty one high. and a half times what Mile High yeah. Stadium would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, um, they've had a couple games in Mexico, and the fans are gaga over NFL football down there. They love it. I mean, you think the fans like it in London? They had the biggest crowd ever a couple years ago. Oh, over yeah. one hundred and three thousand fans showed up to a game. Wow. And those Mexican fans, they go crazy, they, and they love the Raiders. I, oh, I can imagine. I mean, yeah. this is a, they this, what, call them the Banditos. Well, what, what, what's interesting is the Raiders are are the home team for this game. They're, they're playing like twenty five hundred miles away. Houston's only like eight hundred miles away, but they're the visiting team. Go figure that one out. Maybe, maybe uh, there's, yeah. there's all this. You know, we don't like Texas because it's too much of a. Um, you know, a border state. Well, all the, thing, old, the old history, you know, the, the war with yeah, the Texas Alamo. Republic and the Alamo and all that stuff's probably still got a little, you know, negative uh, residue. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things you wanted to talk about was uh, leadership. Yeah, leadership in sports. And, and it's it's a rare quality to find an athlete who not only can do everything that you ask him or her to do on the field of play, but also lead by example and inspire other players. And there are not that many guys that are really good at doing both. Um, I think maybe because it's not an easy job, obviously. And certain players are more vocal. For instance, Draymond Green of the Warriors. You look at his stat numbers, he doesn't score that many points. But he blocks a lot of shots. He hands off the ball for assists. Um, He gets a lot of rebounds. And Uh, he's vocal. And he's vocal, (laughs) yeah. He's a very – he may – it's interesting. Here in uh, the Bay Area, they talk about him – he may be the fourth best player on his team, but without him, the Warriors have some problems because he's kind of a he's kind of a leader. You know, and it's interesting how you know you see this big vocal on the court, and then a couple of times hearing him doing interviews, he was like extremely poised. Yeah, very and, poised, very thoughtful. Yeah, very, very bright, very charming, uh, very likable guy. You know, he's a little immature in some respects. I mean, he got himself into some trouble, nothing serious, but kind of some stupid things. But, you know, he, you don't want to put any wraps on this guy. This guy uh, is an emotional player, is an enthusiastic player. And I think Steve Kerr is right to just sort of let him, you know, athletes are kind of like artists. You've got to let them have a little room, especially at the, at the professional level. College level, you've got to rein them in a bit because they're yeah. just kids. Mm-hmm. Professional level, you have to be, you know, that takes a, And in basketball, because players are a lot more um, emotional and vocal, at least, you know, to the to the naked eye because they're closer to you. They're not wearing hats or helmets, and you you can see that. Well, also if they have the ball, they're in control of the entire game yeah. at that moment. Yeah, baseball, it's really you know okay, ground ball to the shortstop. I mean, he, you know, or very, four very or quick. four at bats a game. The only guy who really yeah. has the control of the game the is pitcher. the starting pitcher, but he's only yeah. out there once every five days. Yeah, so you get a guy like a Draymond Green or a Steph Curry, or you know a Kobe Bryant, for instance, who had a tremendous amount of. Uh, 
poise and, and influence over the younger players. And, and you had an interesting thing about something Kobe Bryant used to do. Yeah, there was uh, something in the, um, uh, I think it was like Yahoo Sports, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. That, uh, it, it said that he would try to mess with his opponent's uh, camaraderie hmm. by double teaming the guy who has not gotten a maximum contract. Interesting. Okay, And the idea was to get that guy frustrated because he never got the ball and he was the guy who was like he knew the only way I'm going to get a max contract is if if I get the ball if I can score well if if I'm being double teamed all the time I'm not going to get the ball so you know he goes into the huddle this is the theory he goes into the huddle he goes hey man give me the ball and, well hey you're double teamed and and internally he's kind of going you know it, maybe it's a psychological thing that uh, that he can't really put his mind to at the time but it's you know, I'm not getting going to get my contract. You know, at the time, he's not going to tell the guys right on the court, uh, guys, pass me the ball so I can get a big contract. That's not going to happen. So what Kobe's trying to do is just, just mess with this guy's livelihood, in a sense. Even in though, a it's, sense, only, even though yeah. it's just one game, it's players are very, you know, I mean, to be good in any sport, you really have to be focused on the here and the now and not tomorrow's game or last night's game, but this moment yeah. is right now. Because in, in theory, and again, now each player is different. He said, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but I understand the theory. If, if you're, if you're got a, if you got a guaranteed contract, it's going to pay you a hundred million dollars for a few years. In theory, you know, you see these guys a lot of times, you know. Going through they, the motions? Yeah. And it's like, I, hey, I already got my money, so I don't want to get there hurt. Have, and there it, have been players like that, right? too. And it's I like, think, pass me belt, don't pass me belt. I don't care. I already yeah. got my money. I don't think most of yeah. the great ones that get the big contracts can afford to be that way, though, because there's a lot of, you know, scrutiny they're under and endorsement possibilities and just a matter of pride. But there yeah. are some that just do go through the motions. Kobe was never that way. I have to give Kobe credit. You know, Kobe played until he was, I believe, almost 40. Yeah. And he wasn't the same player towards the end because no. he had so many knee problems. But, you know, he, that guy played with such passion and he did elevate the quality of play among his teammates. Very, very much so. Now, he did kind of ball hog it a little oh, bit. Oh, no question. Uh, but, no question. Well, he had a right could, to towards but, the end. The team was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, early no, no, on, but they were But even, even when they were good, though, That's I mean, true. the thing is, he... Yeah, Michael Jordan, same thing. Yeah, but yeah. but the guys like that, though, they yeah. performed. You know, it's interesting, speaking of that, Steph Curry doesn't get nearly as many shots, or hasn't been getting nearly as many shots, because Kevin Durant is getting a lot of shots. Yeah. Steph Curry has had no problem with that at all. That's the beauty yeah. of, of the a ego guy like, aside. yeah, he pushed the ego. He realizes, hey, we got one of the best players in the game on our team. Why should I get all flustered if I'm only getting, you know, 15 shots a game as opposed to 20? Well, because I think he's also thinking about the big picture. It's like, you know, they won in 15. They lost barely in 16. Yeah. I think he wants that ring back. Oh, yeah. And they're going to get it back, I think. You know, although the Warriors, to me, they're still a work in progress because of the fact that they don't have that big physical rim protector like an Andrew Bogut. Well, but Pachulia's not bad. He's okay. You know? He's okay. He can't shoot the ball he d- very he, well. He doesn't, but... he doesn't play really good interior defense, but he's a good passer. He's yeah. a decent rebounder, but he's not He's not intimidating. You know, Bogut, for all his faults, was an intimidator. What about West? I mean, he's West, not is, enough, West but... is more of a role player who can come in, and he's not nearly the guy he used to be, but you can get you know, little drips and drabs out of him. I think that, that was a nice pickup. And and the the, the new guy, uh, McCaw's really good. McCaw is very good. Very good. But yeah. no, who's the big guy? Um, Looney. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe from UCLA. He's a second yeah. year player. Yeah, he's yeah. Still, you know he's had again. The Warriors are mixing in a lot of young players. Ian Clark is playing more. Yeah. Uh, Looney. You mentioned McCaw. Of course, West Pachulia. They're they're a much different team than they were a year yeah. ago. Well, you know the season's still young, so maybe by you know half. By by half of the year is over, you know, they'll really kind of gel together. Yeah, we'll see. 
All right. So we're going to, believe it or not, we got another trivia. Oh, my goodness. Question. Okay. Yeah. When we come back, I want to also talk about college players who are uh, football, mostly football players, right. I think it is, who are uh, getting their um, degrees early. Degrees early. Yeah. But, but they're doing it a certain way. It's kind of neat. good. Okay. So who was the only person in NBA history to be named MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year? Whoa. One guy was named all, not all at the same time, no, no, obviously. Same time. All right. Wow. Uh, that's our question. So coach, email Edward coach, at Sports. Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year, and and, and, and uh, MVP. Uh, Again, not not all at the same. Okay. Not in the same year. Okay. Different points in his okay. career. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Come aboard Hornblower Cruises for a -a one-of-a-kind Thanksgiving experience with spectacular views, live entertainment, and a gourmet holiday dinner all on board. Gather your family and just relax this Thanksgiving. We'll cook the turkey and even do the dishes. Book your reservation today at hornblower.com for a -a one-of-a-kind Thanksgiving experience. That's hornblower.com. Whether you're a local or entertaining visitors, check out the new Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square for 360-degree views that are out of this world. This new San Francisco landmark serves up premium wines by the glass and locally crafted beers, as well as tempting appetizers, all of which complement the city's landmark vistas. The Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question. Bruce says he knows the answer to this one. Who was the only person in NBA history to be named MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year? Bruce? Had to be Jerry West. It is not Jerry West. <laughs> Bill Russell? No. And I, Okay, so Jerry West was MVP, he was a, he was and a he was Executive coach. of the Year. But, but he, I don't, did, he didn't, I don't win, think, he didn't I, win Coach of the Year. I don't think so. I think that's the one he didn't win. Hmm, yeah, it's true. Though he, I don't think he won yeah. a he won a championship as a Coach of the Year. So who would it be? It wouldn't be Steve Kerr because he wasn't no, the Player no, of the Year. No front office. He worked in the front office. He was a head coach and he was a great player. I'm stumped. this guy. This guy used to be a very good three point shooter. Very good three point shooter. Little guy? No, no, not really. Guard is a guard, huh? African-American or Caucasian? No, he's he's a Caucasian. They say, you know, some people, you know, black is the ace of spades. He's white as the ace of diamonds. What what, what era did he play in as a player? Uh, In the 70s, mostly the 80s. Oh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. There you go. There you go. There we go. Larry Bird. Yeah, he ain't black. That's for sure. Okay, so uh, going here to college football. Best players are still bolting early for the NFL, yeah. but now they're taking their diplomas with them. Now, Jared Goff didn't do that, did he? I no, think. no, I think he played the whole four years, didn't he? I thought did he leave early? Yeah, he left oh, yeah, early. Okay. That's why I thought. I, I, and I understand why players leave early, because if they get hurt in college, all that money goes away. Uh, you know, I was, that's exactly what I yeah, think, too, even yeah. though I'm a big person on education. But you can always get your degree, you know? Yeah. You, you yeah. can always finish it up. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's not the same as taking it online or doing it in your offseason, but, you know, unfortunately, pro sports, you've got a short window, and if you get hurt, all that money down the drain, your family yeah. suffers, you suffer. And. Yeah. And if you have even just a short career, yeah, three years, uh, three yeah. four years. I mean, you're still what twenty five, twenty eight. Yeah. You're under thirty, and you, hopefully you've saved uh, you a couple know? million dollars. Yeah, it's and then go back to school. I mean, I, yeah. I, I it is harder to go back to school, but it is. You know, but then a, again, sometimes it's easier to study when you're in your late twenties. You have more patience. That's a good point. A lot of people yeah. say you shouldn't be going to college when you're in your twenties or late teens because you don't have the patience. Huh. I wish sometimes when I, some of the classes I remember taking when I was in college, I wish I was taking them now because yeah. I think I would have really appreciated them. Yeah. More. Oh yeah, like for me, or like art history type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or anthropology or you yeah. know, eighteenth century British literature. I mean, I'm, no, that's true. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I took yeah. a dynamics and Western culture class in college and did not appreciate it. Oh, I took a. No, I remember I, I took a geography class. I love geography, but at the time we had yeah. a, the teacher was loud. And I wasn't yep. inspired, and I I showed up half the time and got a C. Yeah, you know, yeah and I, exactly. And I, my parents were mortified. How could you get a get C, C in geography? You know geography like anybody. Yeah, because yeah, the lousy teacher and I didn't show up. There's, there's I, I didn't that tell combination. Them that. Yeah, I didn't tell them that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mom, I didn't show up for that class. Oh boy, we're paying we're for paying. your college <laughs> your education, and you're not showing up. Oh. That doesn't work out. Does it really not work so out? Well. No. So the. Um, uh, yeah, the, so the idea here is to get your college degree in three right. years. So I guess in theory they have pack their in a lot degree. of courses, or maybe you go yeah. to summer school. Yeah, know? and that's what I actually that's yeah. what I did for yeah. my graduate work. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Golden Gate University. Oh, okay, so I got my both my bachelor's and master's. So oh. I was able to do a master's in a year and a half. Wow! Because I went full full time full, full year round. Yeah, yeah, full year round. It usually takes a couple years to get a master's, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, depending yeah. on the topic, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. and some of my classes got carried over, uh, okay. which helped also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's funny. I, I remember um, people. You know, the, the theory is, you know, you hear them say, "Oh, you know, I'm 40 years old. I can't go back to college now." Why? You know? Yeah, that, that's right. Because you say 
well, in four years, how old are you going to be if you don't go to college? Well, maybe the, right? maybe the rationale is I've got a family and I can't be away from them or I have a full-time job and I can't you know, cut into the time for that. But if you really want to get the degree, you can find a way. That's true. I mean, and you, you do, you can. You could do that even before the online courses. Because yeah. when we were in college, there was no online. I, you know, getting you a know? getting a degree though online, I understand it. It has value, but I just I think there's nothing like being in the classroom, the classroom experience, sharing it with other students, having a professor there. I mean, to it, me, that's true. what it's all about. And also the interaction back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You know, learning from other people, learning from the uh, well, professor. If you have a question, boom, you ask right there. Well, it's like having a conversation as opposed to you know texting somebody on your cell phone. Yeah, I mean, I think I yeah. not to get off on a tangent about this, but I think a lot of young people today they're so isolated. They, they I see them standing in groups and not looking at each other, just texting or tweeting. Yeah, but that's what emojis are for—the yeah. <laughs> smiley faces yeah. and the stuff, right? Faces, yeah. You know, how did you mean that text? Well, didn't you see the emoji at the well, end? <laughs> and the sad thing about text, though, or tweets, is sometimes they're misinterpreted. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. you got to use those emojis. Yeah, you got to use know? those emojis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, emojis or emojis. I thought there. I thought there's emojis. An, oh, I thought there's an e M- in there. M O J I. I thought it was E M O J I. Emoji. Oh, I, no, I think it's. Maybe, well, you know. Okay, hey, look, uh, I'm take not, out your phone and Google it. Okay, <laughs> I will. While we're talking, I will. That's a great thing about having a phone right in my pocket here. Emoji or emoji? Okay. Emoji or emoji? Okay. <laughs> so, what do you think of uh, of these guys getting their degrees early? I I like it. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, my daughter is thinking about. They call it a four plus one. Where you get your bachelor's and master's uh-huh. in 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 five years, okay, which is almost along the same lines. Here you're going to get your bachelor's in three years, um, you know, if they want to leave early. And I think for the same reason that you know, if you get hurt, you're done. Yeah, and it's easy to get hurt in college, just like it is oh, in the pros, especially in the in football. You know, in the other sports, not so much. But yeah. in football, you get a knee injury or a. A calf injury, or not calf injury, but say, a, what do you call it, Achilles? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, here's the, other, here's the other thing, is, and, and this is no slight to football players, but because of the fact that if they go to a decent school like a Cal or Stanford or something, there's so much time that's needed in classroom to study, but yet there's so much time that's needed for practice. I know. That it's like a full-time a, job. It's like it's almost like two full time jobs. It you, is. You know, so you a lot of times you have situations where you know what did they get their degree in communications. You know yeah. something that's you know not to put it down, but it's not like studying astrophysics, yeah. right? Because you don't have enough time to study astrophysics. So that's true. Whether somebody has um, a four year degree or not in communications, kind of it isn't really such a big deal, right? No. It's not like they have their degree in economics or accounting or something. Now again, if if somebody is got three years of their finance degree and then they leave early then you go okay well you really got to just go back and get that fourth year and and really make something of yourself after football but i I like the idea of going through three years well if if you if you make it work i remember i years ago i dated a woman who played college basketball she was a scholarship athlete at stanford just before they became a great team and she was from a little town in ohio and really nice gal and she um was telling me what her schedule was like, and it was. I was amazed. I was able to. She was able to carve out tw- two hours to go out on a date with me because yeah. this woman had practice and games, and you know, I mean, she was taking a full load and, and had to eat. Had to eat, you know, and she was working. She had a part time job on top of everything yeah. else. So I mean, I just. Uh, well, I used to teach at the University of Phoenix, okay. which you know are kind of extended classes, right. and and uh, the thing I kind of liked about it was they gave me the curriculum, so I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Oh, nice! Which was kind of cool. Yeah. But people would get a a full class in five weeks. 
Wow. Five, one, uh, three hour, you know, uh, yeah. five, five weeks. Um, and I remember one time just photocopying the homework took a couple of hours. Yeah. You know, it almost took a whole class room time that I had to get there early just to fuck. These, they, they must have 20 hours worth of homework. Wow. But they got that class done yeah. in five weeks. Mm. I sometimes wonder about the value of homework. You know, my daughter brings home homework and she sits there and pours over it. And she's very good about it. But I'm wondering, you know, there's two schools of thought about homework. If, if you're getting such a good education, you should be getting it mostly in the classroom. The homework thing, it's almost like. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not well, saying I'm to, against to it. Well, just to reinstate. I just yeah. to reaffirm it. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I, I just. I was never good with homework. You know. I was good in college with it because I was taking courses I liked. But in high school, I just never really was very good at doing. I did my homework, but I just had no enthusiasm. Yeah. Well, I we, didn't feel like I learned anything <laughs> from it. You know. It was maybe well, like you were saying, extension of what? Uh, yeah, it was just reaffirming, reaffirming what I was yeah. supposed to. Uh, well, you know, you mentioned about how you know people at nineteen shouldn't go to college. You well, know, no, some of them older, should. Some right? of them should. They really should. But they, they also say how, like, for teenagers, why do they start school at seven thirty or eight yeah. a.m.? Teenagers well, are always sleeping. You know why like they do noon. that though? Because they get them out by three, so the teachers, teachers. can do their work until five. Because yeah. if, if you had them starting at nine in the morning. The teachers would have to be there till six or seven at night. The teachers union would not like that. <laughs> I mean, teachers union. I don't know how it is in other states, but in California, it is strong. I mean, if you're in a teachers union, you're in good shape. I say, bust the unions. They can't. They cannot fire you. Oh, well, they can, but I mean, it's you have to really screw up to get fired. And even yeah. then, they, they, they just try no, to protect their yeah. own. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, and that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, my wife, uh, she has. She's in a teachers union, and she's very. She's kind of hot and cold about it. She likes the benefits. She likes the money, but she doesn't like some of the things that, that, that they have to do. And I said, well, you know, it's, it's like... How, I, how much I, do they have to contribute to it? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I mean, I, yeah. I was in a union uh, when I was working at KGO. It was the AFTRA, uh, American Federation of Radio and Television Artists, and we had to give them, uh, depending on how much money you made each month, a small percentage of that in quarterly dues. Yeah. It's funny now that I'm no longer working at KGO. They're still sending me bills saying based on what I made last year. And uh-huh. I finally called them up and I said, "Hey, didn't you know that I'm no longer working here?" Oh, well, you, would you like to pay? You could still be a member. And I said, "No, thank you." I mean, what, what would be your benefit? There is no benefit. There is no benefit if I if <laughs> just I say, just to say that you can do it. Well, the thing is, if I got an, another job with another station that was an after station, I would rejoin. It doesn't cost yeah. anything to rejoin. I'm not going to pay money for something that's not going to do me any good. That's ridiculous. Well, it, okay. So I mean, I understand their point of view. They're, they'd love to have that money, but no, I'm not going to do it. Well, what about those music companies where you know they, they don't want you ripping off other people, you know, artists, yeah. and stuff, right? Right. So it gets to the point where they, I mean, it was kind of getting ridiculous because over at this one campground, they basically had said, well, if if you're playing any music, you, then you have to belong to us, but you also have to belong to the other if major you're one. Playing any music, you mean like like music that's that's copyrighted. In other words, if you're playing it on the on the camp, uh, that or at the restaurant or whatever really? you're doing. Oh, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and the thing is, what if you it, play a radio station? Though? Oh, oh no, that's even worse. Yeah, I mean, if, so really? if, you, if you have a band come in, they have to play all their own original stuff. Otherwise. You have to pay this fee. But the thing is, you don't just pay this one fee to this one company because that one company only has about half the songs. Oh. The other company has, like, oh, basically, it's like 40, it's like 47.5% is one wow. company, 47.5% is the other company, and 5% is this other company. I didn't right? realize that. And so the problem is that, you, so you say, well, I'll just play the songs of the other company, you know, and they make you pay for each company. How do they know they have people out there monitoring? Or? Potentially. 
I mean, I, I go to my local uh, hardware store, and they have this funny uh, sound system where they play all these old songs from the 70s. Yeah. And um, I asked one time, I said, where do you get this stuff? Oh, there's this company that gives us uh, this you know, service, and we just play all their, their music well, all like the time. Well, like Pandora? Yeah, I'm like not that? sure what it is, but they just—it's a—it's a—it's a, a loop of of songs, and at the yeah. end of the day, it's a 12-hour loop, and it just repeats itself. Gotcha. Well, yeah. 12 hours is good. That yeah. gives you enough. Yeah. But I asked him. I said, "So, if you get a bunch of campfire girls playing, you know, kumbaya, and well, like, I mean, people singing around a campfire—that's that's subject they, to this, b- basically. Yeah, oh, that's they ridiculous. want. Yeah, that's and I said, okay, let's push it one one depth further. I'm singing in my shower. <laughs> God bless America, you know. <laughs> and it's basically, yeah. well, is an, is there anybody paying to listen to you yeah, sing? Yeah. That, that's I'm what it singing comes down Yankee to. Doodle Dandy. Is Irving Cohen out there wondering where's you know where's my money? Yeah, well, you know, it, you know or Leonard Cohen some, or whatever wrote uh, that song. Uh, George M. Cohen. George M. Cohen. Yeah. yeah. So some some songs are copyrighted. Some are public domain. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. You remember James Cagney? Yeah, yes, yeah. I do. That was a yeah. very good movie. Yes, I it was. It was. Do dirty rat. Do dirty rat. I'll get you. I'll get you. Top of the world, Ma. I made it to the top of the <laughs> <That's> world. <right. laughs> that was Public Enemy number one. Public I, Enemy. I know. That's why he took the the uh, half eaten grapefruit and smushed it in his girlfriend's face. Oh yes, that was classic. See, I scene. used to when I used to my when I was a kid. I used to go, "You dirty rat!" And I, I said that was Frank Gorshin. Oh. And my dad said, "No, no, no, it was James Cagney." So it was Frank Gorshin. Doing, I'm kidding. Yeah. James I Cagney. actually got to interview James Cagney very late in life. Really nice man. Really sweetheart cool. of a guy. Yeah. Just, just don't get him behind a machine gun. No, don't get him behind a machine gun. Edward G. Robinson, another one. Yeah, another guys. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here's our last trivia question. What boxer holds the record for youngest professional debut? Okay, you have, you have to go back a little bit of time, okay. not not to the 1300s, but okay. you got to go back a little bit of time. 1400s. Close. Okay. Okay. Uh, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Here is our last trivia question. What boxer holds the record for youngest professional debut? Haven't a clue. Okay. Uh, the year was 1927. The, the guy... <laughs> It says here the guy's age was 13. What? And then I read somewhere he was 10, but I can't believe that. No. At 13 years 13? old. 13? I don't think he was a heavyweight. Huh. Alberto Baby Arizmendi. I wonder how long he boxed. I don't know. Uh, up a number of years. You should Google him and find out. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, you could, have you ever gone on Google and, and just typed in some obscure person that you barely... You'd be surprised how many names pop up that, you know, things that... You'd never feel would be would be on there. Well, I like to go to uh, the old Wikipedia. Who adds to that stuff anyway? I, so I, much... I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, whether it's true or not, yeah. sometimes I just think it's, it's interesting. Fun. It is yeah, fun. a lot of times, especially like for historical, uh, let's say, you know, Richard the yeah. Third, right? And then you, you you then you see who his dad was. Right. And you Google that, and, or you click on that, and it just so you keep going back twenty five, yeah. thirty, oh, I know. and so you go back to you know. William the Conqueror, yeah. ten sixty six, and yeah. then and then you even go back Ethelrod and all these crazy people. It is, it is thought. nuts. It's a, it's like opening up a Pandora's box. It is, yeah, but it's fun. Okay, yeah. here's our thoughts for the day. Adversity causes some men to break, others to break records. I'm I'm one of the latter. I Good, break, I break records. Good, there you go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I used to break all the 45s and 78s in our house. Oh, you know? there you go. There you go. There okay. you go. I did that once in a while. <laughs> I remember I had a 45 that I hated, and so I just took a knife and scratched it. I did that, too. Yeah. I and then I tried it. to play it, and, and I, I ruined the, new like, you know, like, the needle. It ruined yeah. the needle. It was like... And for you younger players, that's an old phonograph. That's, that's a, yeah. yeah. And gold medals aren't really made of gold. No? They're, they're made of sweat, determination, oh. and hard-to-find alloy called guts. Guts! Guts, baby! I guts, like that. Guts, baby. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. I've got guts. There you go. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.